Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hey, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm just ready to continue our ongoing topic of cannabis. Are you feeling high on life right about now? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, before we get started, because I don't want to get forgetful, yes. which can happen. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this out of the way. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. We can help you build a software development team quickly and affordably. And while we're at it, Let's also let this be sponsored by Stackify.com. All right. Now you're the CEO of that company, right? That's right. Inc. 500, winning awards, doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, growing, baby, growing. Doing things. Well, speaking of growing, Missouri's growing. Yeah. Some weed. Yeah, I think this uh, episode might also be sponsored by Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So with us today, we've got Jessica Sanders, who is the CEO and the chemist at Lisa's Gifts. Jessica, is this true? Yes, this is true. I graduated from Northwest Missouri State um, with a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry and a minor in Biology. And we're going to talk about edibles and THC and stuff like that. And with that, you know I like it when you are interactive. So I want you to go to lisagifts.com. Check out her website. Who is Lisa? Um, Lisa's actually my mother. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, it was either going to be mother or grandmother. I just knew yeah. it. Or aunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was my mother um, and she had multiple sclerosis, um, which is one of the top prescribed um, diseases for for MS, uh, THC, for THC, sorry. Um, if you don't know what MS is, it's a disease of the brain that destroys the myelin sheaths and myelin sheaths are the the kind of what sends electrical pulses. So essentially your body destroys, it's kind of autoimmune disease because it destroys kind of, your body kind of destroys itself. So it kind of just slows down the signals um, that your brain sends to the body. So eventually it completely stops. So did you start, well, then we'll back up a little bit. So for those of you listening, we're here in Kansas City and Kansas City has a invisible line that runs through it. And on the left side of it is Kansas and on the right side of it is Missouri. And Kansas... THC is illegal. But we grow lots of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Probably grow a lot of weed in Kansas, Probably. too. It's just not legal. And then in Missouri, so Missouri has recently decriminalized and made, they're on the way to full legalization, but there are- Medical all, marijuana is not yes. legal. Well, it is legal, but it's not accessible. So Nobody you, sells yeah, it. Yeah, and so we're actually- and I Because you technically probably couldn't grow it before yeah. it was available no. right so yeah, now yeah. it's like they can start growing it but nobody has any to sell well we can, like we can that. talk about know. that and, and that's some of the things we're going to get into today and um you know if, for those of you listening you can look back we've had um we've had uh industrial hemp has been a subject we've had hemp retail cbd products and now we get to talk about the fully loaded stuff Oh, yeah. Which I like a lot more than CBD. Yeah, the entourage not, effect. Not going to lie. Entourage effect. Do you have an entourage, Matt? Yeah. You said you wanted a tour bus. Or yeah. Do you have one? I do. I gave mine back. I can't afford it. So how did you get into this? Um, Honestly, like how? Like when did this When did this start? Did this start this year? Or? Um, I've been working on this probably for like a year and a half, just about um, essentially as soon as the law passed in Missouri for um, medical marijuana. I was 
essentially like they're ready to like go since my degree in chemistry is so useful. Um, I got started in this. It started out as like just a conversation and then it turned into, okay, this is really something that's possible. This can really happen. Um, and yeah, I just saw how, how much it helped people. Um, like it helps with Parkinson's, you know, the shaking and things like that. It just, it covers so many diseases and things like that, that have limited treatment options. They're even working with PTSD. So it's just so many things that it can do. Um, so it just really interested me because I'm a scientist. And so, you know, it's kind of like the beginning of research of what THC is really capable of. We, we have like bits and pieces of it. So it's just super exciting. Um, I've always loved science and chemistry and cannabis was just even better. <laughs> I find that a lot of, so I've got some background around this. Uh, as I mentioned in other episodes, I've been offered to be an advisor and I didn't actually turn it down in a couple different things that were cannabis related and just like a business advisor. I just wasn't really, I actually, the reason I turned it down at the time is there's still some complications with the federal stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's certain times when, I don't know, different businesses and things that I want to do. I mean, you have to disclose what you're involved with and that's not, not really possible, but with it, I've learned a lot about what's going on. And I think a lot of people, um, are getting into the cannabis related side of startups for the right reasons. Some people, it's, kind of it's new, you know, gold rush, right? The, the green rush yeah, that's is what literally what a lot of people so call it, the, but, yeah. but, but hang on, hang on. So a lot of people are, are just getting into it because they like weed right? and they don't necessarily, and I've talked to a lot of people that don't necessarily have any clue what they're really getting into from a business perspective. So I've had a bunch of people be like, Hey, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about the dispensary I want to open. And I say, I say, well, would you own a liquor store? And they say, no. I say, well, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I, that was one of the, the, um, I was on a panel recently for startling news and that was one of the questions, you know, a lot of people have this misconception about when you get into a cannabis, you're instantly rich, you know, you're instantly, you open a dispensary, now you're a millionaire or that it's a really quick process. And it, it indeed is not, um, it definitely requires a lot of funds upfront. Um, definitely a couple hundred thousand. It, the application isn't free that costs 6,000. So it's a lot of things that people feel like, okay, if I want a dispensary, all I have to do is open it. And it's like, no, they have to do background checks. You have to have, um, bake statements saying that you have a certain amount of account in your account. Like, it's just so much that goes into it and people it's don't just realize like any other business. Yeah, yeah. It's such a commitment. It isn't something that you just wake up one day and decide I want to do. It is a very long process. So do all those same sort of rules or best practices or whatever, do those also apply to you on um, the manufacturing side or are you kind of under a different set of rules? I am for the application. It had different sections. This is a section with like general questions. So it'll have, you know, the one, the application fee, like, you know, business plan and things like that. And then it'll get um, broke down into sections, depending on if you're dispensary, you're manufacturing or you're cultivating, or if you're doing analytical testing. Um, so I focus mainly on the manufacturing part. So it is slightly different than dispensaries or analytical testing or cultivating, but um, we all have to have essentially like a standard of a basis of like, okay, you need to have these 10 or 15 things. So on the manufacturing side of this, you know, your goal is to make edibles and other mm -hmm. products, right? So if I'm a dispensary and February 1st or whatever, I can start selling this stuff, where do they, where do they get it from a wholesale perspective? Can they go to distributors in like Colorado and move nope. that stuff across the state line? No. no. Or that's somebody one, that, in Missouri has to make it. That's one of the problems actually mm -hmm. is that yeah. you're, I mean, you're literally have, you have a legal wall. The plant has to be grown here. Everything it has, has to be manufactured to be done in, Everything here. essentially has to be done in Missouri um, because each state's 
laws and regulations are different. So our laws from Colorado are different, um, just like it's different from California. Um, so you can't transport it because the laws are different from each state. Until we have a federal laws that apply to every single state, it will not be allowed to be transported across state lines anywhere. So but, but that's problematic from a business standpoint. Very. Imagine at Stackify, you can only you can only provide software services to Kansas. Or you have like what? What was it? What is it? GDRP or what was that called? GDPR. GDPR. Like you get these weird regulations right. that are overwhelmingly like uh, obtuse and many. Well, times. I, I think my concern for people in your shoes is you know today you can go and do this, and somebody in Missouri has to do it, right? So it's kind of a kind of creates a lot of smaller businesses that can create this stuff, right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, when you unlock all the state lines. You have somebody that just builds this massive factory and they're like, we just build it for, you know, we create this for everybody now. We do it for a fraction of the price and they become like I think the, the company that provides it. Like in our CBD people, that was why I was thinking for them. I'm like, at what point do I just go to Amazon and Amazon like has their own brand of CBD and like everybody just buys that? Yeah, I think. Right. Like that. Yeah. that's my concern for kind I of the industry. I think with the, them limited to Missouri, it gives um, kind of not regular, well, I guess like regular people or people who don't own monopolies, the chance to participate in, like you said, the green rush. Um, so I think it also creates a kind of a economic ecosphere for people who are here in Missouri. Um, we have lots of talent in Missouri that are capable of cultivating great quality strains, just like Colorado and California. Um, so I think this is a great opportunity for Missouri, Missouri to showcase their talent um, as far as what we can do, um, because Colorado bought in a billion dollars last year, um, just as a state alone, and they can't transport either. So it's not like there isn't any money, you know, limited to one state, because if Colorado can make a billion, then why can't Missouri? I think they can. I think it's the, the it's the challenges that come up. So when you talk about it not being able to be moved, yeah, like most of these states have their they call they have they have different names. It'll be like from seed to stem, right? And like so here you have this seed, and it's like I'm basically got a serial number yep. or a barcode in it, and like and I told you I, my my. Uh, my, the the depth of my research occurred around the state of Oregon, which scared the crap out of me for reasons that are now very present. Like there was no limitations and and constraints on production, and they have a massive oversupply. Like people in the cannabis business in Oregon are failing, like tr like terribly. Well, and then it illegally ends up moving across state lines. That and that's another that's another kind of issue with that. I mean, so, everybody always asks me, they're like, hey. Can we uh, fuel up your jet and make a trip to Colorado and load it up and bring it back? Can we? That's what people do, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess we can. But when you I say people, so. are you referring to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have asked once. But I yeah, I mean, that's what... I was what... just curious. I was, asking, I, mean, I was asking for a friend. But I mean, people do this with like U-Hauls, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like there is going to be, you know, of course, there's always been a black market with cannabis, just like there is with any other, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. So I feel like the, you know, the black market isn't going to be like, it's going to matter, but not. It's more of a gray much. market in yeah. a lot of regards. Like in, cause in Colorado, if we live there right now and we were just living there, you could like, rather than growing tomatoes, you could grow right. like a six pack of, of, of plants. And, and, and I, I actually know people that do that. Yeah. And even here in Missouri, if you got your medical marijuana card, you can actually, you can legally grow plants for yourself. So How many? 
Um, I believe it's six. Yeah. So it's a small amount. Yeah. So some of the restrictions that end up in there and they become, you know, what it, what it does is it just requires this level of regulation that puts a, puts kind of a undue stress on the pricing. So like, and that was the issue I had in Oregon was that they had the ability to produce this massive supply. And one of the things in business and in economics that you just can't overcome is supply and demand. It's like literally the fundamental, the fundamental law of economics. And you can't do anything about it. If the supply grossly outpaces the demand, then the price is is, is weak. And that's what's happened. And then the, the flip that occurs with that is in these places where the the economy is now fenced in by borders, they put these businesses in some desperate situations and they're like, well, shit, I can't sell this here. And I got bills, man, I got to pay for stuff. So they start doing stuff and desperate people. That's, that's like one of the things that's a misnomer about like the entire welfare system. People are like, some people are, Oh, I shouldn't be giving money to people that aren't working. Yeah. Well, the fact is, is if you put a giant, a number of people in a desperate situation, they're going to do desperate things. So like there's that, like we deal with this in the, you know, there's not these kind of social institutions in the Philippines where we go. There's no they, unemployment. And stuff. I know they have, but they have different issues that become with that. Cause it like, crime, they don't have child support either. Uh, crime raises and just different stuff goes up and things like that. So there's a lot to be, lot to be, um, figured out. And Definitely. then, and now it's kind of, it's also kind of like, um, like when Roe versus Wade gave the, the individual States abortion yeah. laws. And then now we had 50 different situations yeah, stupid. and yeah, it's just like goofy things, but they're doing that right now. So maybe that on a federal level that they'll do something. I want to talk about the process of, of licensing and approval um, and like what you like, how that, how that went. Well, the applications opened, I believe, the 4th of July. Um, so kind of in the middle of the summer, they were um, due. The applications could not be submitted until August 14th, I believe. Uh, the beginning, it's like a two-week period in August that it could be submitted, and then they end up having some application issues. So they kind of extended it to like the end of August. Um, but the application definitely was long. <laughs> it was about 40,000 words, uh, maybe Dang. Yeah. That's it, like, that's like almost as long as one of my books. It, see, was. people think they're going to open a dispensary and it's like, oh, I just yeah. apply. And it's like, no, you have to literally, it's, I would say it's like similar to writing a grant. If you've ever written a grant, it's just, you have to essentially write out very detailed of what and how your business is going to run. As far as they had questions about security, because obviously security is important. Um, since this is going to be a primarily cash business, um, because obviously you can't get banks if it's not federally approved. And if you're FDIC, you're not going to give out loans to someone who's doing an illegal business technically. <laughs> so it's just a lot that goes into it. A legal, illegal business. Yeah. It's so weird to think that it's legal statewide, but illegal federally. Um, so the application, yeah, was long um, and it broke, broke, like I said, it broke down into different sections where one manufacturing. So I asked like essentially on my team who can um, fulfill the, the, you know, there's like questions where you need someone who's involved in cannabis, someone who has been in um, pharmaceuticals or selling. It's just so many small details in your application, like your team has to include um, a certain people who knows who know chemistry, who know how to do food, who've worked in pharmaceuticals, who know how to do things that are strictly regulated. Um, and that's where your background in chemistry is. A, it's a plus. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, my the manufacturing application. 
I could fill it out because, I mean, a lot of that stuff I'd done, I worked in a laboratory for seven years. So a lot of the strict guidelines and regulations that are required, I knew about. Um, I've also worked in pharmaceuticals as well. So um, I just so, had... a- so after you went, you said you went to Northwest. Mm-hmm. So you worked in as a chemist for several years afterwards? Yeah. So th- think about how weird that application is. It's like, what's your experience with cannabis? Yeah. And you're sitting there going, man, I, <laughs> a over, lot. over the last 10 years, man, I don't know if I would have wanted to talk yeah. about it this. Acts, and now and now acts, you want me to attest to that in the state application. Exactly. Like, they, they specify legally. They were like, legally, what is your relation to cannabis? So obviously. If none. You, <laughs> literally. I mean, if you're in Missouri, obviously it's going to be none because none. it hasn't been legal until. Right. So that was a crazy question. I was like, that question definitely probably should have been left out. But I so, guess maybe I mean, it's, does. But it's But it's a reason. Of, well, I bet you could have been from another state. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. dude, they they lifted the – how long has this been legal in Colorado? Seven or eight years yeah. at this that point? long now? Wow. It's been a while, yeah. I believe what it may be six, six or seven, 14. Yeah, that's six years, yeah. basically. And our numbers, kind of like with the number of people that applied and stuff like that, is super similar to Colorado. And I believe I read somewhere about 20,000 um, people have medical marijuana cards right now, but they don't have access to marijuana, which is so crazy. So if you get pulled over and you have that card, they won't arrest you for it, but you can't go buy it. I was reading an article about this, like in the paper, like it's some dude, some crazy. dude got pulled over and like he had weed in his car and he had his card. And like now that's and that's a whole nother thing that with this transition that's different because you have this whole you have this whole police and enforcement side of things. You should grow it yourself. That has maybe that ha- I live in Kansas. Oh, that guy, though, he could have oh. wrote it. Well, he might have. Who knows? But that's the thing. It's like, where did it come from? But that's not the question. It's yeah, like it's like he, in, you, yeah. if you have a card, you can grow it yourself. So if you literally said, I grew this myself, there's no way to prove, hey, I grew this myself. So I, it, there's a lot of gray area, like just so much gray area. It's yeah. And then on top of it, so Matt and I both live in Kansas, but we can, we won't be able to drive across the street and buy it because we can't get the card. Yeah. How much Would, you want to bet there will be a dispensary across the street from our office? I though? guarantee. Probably. It. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this is a. But you would need area. you would need someone that had a Missouri card, and then if they were going to bring it back, tech. Now you're technically asking someone to to really break about probably about fifty different laws. Yep. And that's another thing too that's interesting because like so our office is on State Line Road, and for those of you not in Kansas City, there's a road called State Line. If you're driving north on it, you're in Missouri. If you're driving south, you're in Kansas. And think about that. There's like weird things. Like you'd have to think about that. Like if you just went to the dispensary that was on quote state line road and then you head south and you were in Kansas, now you're illegally possessing and technically you've transported something across the state line that you're not supposed to. And there's like, I just, I'm curious to see how, how the cooperation goes with that interstate. Me, I am as well. Uh, Yeah. Like you said, Kansas and Missouri are literally across the street. You know, it's right next door. So I think that definitely is going to be something that Kansas will either have to eventually do medical marijuana or... Get your shit together, Kansas. <laughs> you know what's going to be even it's, worse? It doesn't make sense for Missouri to be legal and then not cross the street. And I'm yeah. in Kansas and all of a sudden I'm getting arrested for like marijuana possession. Like, You know what's going to be even worse? Watch, we'll have like Kansas... In all the brilliance, we'll decide to no longer do daylight savings time, but Missouri will. 
I can see it. Can you imagine how screwed up oh, that will be around here? Dude, you, you know the funny thing is, is I can see it happening though because blown, Kansas is crazy. It's blown my mind with Kansas, like, and I love my home state, and I kind of hate it on some days too because, like, we do some of the least progressive shit. Like, we're on, we're known for taking evolution out of our school books yeah. at one point. I mean, like, for real. Like, okay, like, why would we do that? Thing that, that now, uh, and back to the whole. So there's there's a when it comes to startups and if you take that to a state level um, there's ways to make profit in a business. You can sell more and you can spend less. And this is why this seems like such an easy decision because it costs a lot of money to arrest people, put them through criminal, everything, the criminal justice process. And then some people keep it, you know, you're keeping them in jail. They're spending 75 to a hundred grand a year, keeping people in jail. And there's like, I don't know, there's so many challenging issues there, but Kansas is running a budget deficit. And you're like, man, you could probably literally grow your way out of this, Kansas. I, literally. Yeah. Literally. I yeah. feel like they're, yeah. Even with like, not even just marijuana, like just hemp in general is such a good plant. Well, you can do hemp in Kansas now. Oh, that, that, yeah. And that's what we were talking to James DeWitt from uh, United American Hemp. And they, but that's still challenging. And then, and then that's the difference too, is like hemp that has no THC in yeah. it looks exactly the same as the good old sticky. Icky. Yeah. It's the cops looking at it yeah. in your car. You like, oh, no, no, that's not weed. And they're like, weed. I'm pretty sure that. And is. you're like, no, it's, it has zero THC. Like, and they're like, zero. sure it does guy. And as they're slapping the cuffs on you. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely needs to be um, more education about the difference between um, hemp and marijuana. Yeah. Um, just because like you said, they do look the same, but they have completely different functions. Um, and yeah, I think we definitely need to start with education as far as like the police need education. Okay. This is the difference between hemp and, and marijuana. This is something, you know, that you can arrest for, and this is something you can't. So I think education is very important. So as you work towards, um, you said you're a couple weeks away from getting like your official license or yes. so two weeks from now you get your license. We pop champagne bottles. Everybody's excited. Then what? Yeah, can we get invited to that party? <laughs> Definitely. Then what? Might have some samples. Can is there actually marijuana like around here that you can buy and then use for your manufacturing? It or do we need to get a U-Haul and go get it for you? <laughs> like what are we doing? When How's you this say work? when you say we <laughs> I, I know a guy. <laughs> he knows someone. Yeah. It it just it really depends state to state because I know there was another state that like legalized marijuana, medical marijuana, maybe a couple years ago. And no one still doesn't have access because their laws are too crazy. It's too strict. So I really feel like it just depends on the state because um, when you do when you build a manufacturing facility, I have to do build out because there are certain air quality requirements like um like odor issues with marijuana because some people don't like the smell. So Dude, that's the thing in Colorado. Like you can drive down I-70 and there's like a part of it. Like when you drive by, you're like, whoa. And that's that supposedly smells illegal. like, yeah, it smells like 10 skunks got in a fight <laughs> is what it smells like. But it's a real thing. I yeah. mean, it's like clearly odorous. Yeah. And that's an issue that they don't want in Missouri. So in the application, we had to say, how are we going to control order to ensure that people who are living in that area don't smell it? This was a, a specific area that was zoned for that, and that's why it was so stinky. Mm. So, you, so you're sitting here today, and you really still have no idea what the future of your business looks like, or if all these a, laws are going to be a problem, or like I have how a you're going to do this. General idea, um, just because you know when you're you just do like your own research of how much it's going to cost to do a build out, how much is the air system going to cost because. 
Um, just like with cannabis, manufacturing is so much different from any other manufacturing because there are so many different aspects that go into it. Um, the build out probably going to take three months, three to six months, realistically, um, just because, you know, it has to obviously have a kitchen and it has to have, you know, the things so I can create cookies and different type of edibles and brownies and gummies and chocolates and things like that. So, mm. <laughs> and even drinks and things like that. So, um, I would give it probably three to six months from now, I'll have a place where you can even tour. Um, I definitely want tours to come in, you know, test, testing, test tasting samples, things like that, trying products. But um, when you say tourists, if they don't have a card, they can't come in. That's true. But so. do you, but do you have a source for the actual marijuana that you need though? That's the, that's, that was my first well, question. Well, technically the person or whoever wants the product would bring the marijuana. So that would be something that they would. Oh, okay. So oh, they're going to bring it to me, you. Yeah, You're like would, a co-packer in many ways, like meaning yeah. like uh, in some ways. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah, yeah. they'll just bring me the product, say, hey, um, Lisa's Gifts, I want so you how, know, 500 brownies. So I'm curious, how do, you, how do you make this? Like, if we're going to make gummies, do they show up with, with the plants alive or yeah. dried out? Or it's like, how what, does that work? It's whatever they want. It just depends on what they're willing to pay. If they want to literally just slap the plant on the table and be like, you do everything. And then I, I literally just want a gummy. Then I'll do that. But if they want to come how do you, in. How, how do you actually do that, though? By the way, trim and look, cut. look forward for the future episode, Matt Learns About Weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you so you take the leaves. They're not dried out? Um. And then what? how does this work? Well, I'm just you, curious. How, how do you make how does this work? Well, they have tr- there are specific people that go and trim and cut the plant. Some okay. companies have trimmers, some tr- companies don't. Um, so they'll trim, cut it. You can f- freeze dry it, or you can literally set it out for a certain amount of time and dry it. So it has to be dried. Yes. Okay. So they dry they dry the leaves, and then you get them. And then yeah. what do you? How do you? You just um, grind well, them up and put them in something? Or uh, like, how, no. does, how does this work? <laughs> well, I will grind them into a certain consistency because in order for certain well basically the process i'm using it is super on what, critical. You're, what you want to make yeah I'm, yeah teach me I'm, I'm interested okay well I mean, are you just like making some brownies i'm just curious how it works so let's yeah. say we're going to do i mean brownies. you just grind up the leaves and sprinkle them in some brownies or no. how does this work you grind up the leaves well, um, you, and then you you'll... could do that but it might not be good it, it wouldn't be good be as good yeah, yeah i'm just you'll get how high but it yeah. won't be good um so basically i'll take good. the leaves grind them um then i will use super critical fluid super critical co2 fluid um and kind of um, extract it from pull the, the THC out of the pull leaves. the THC also as okay. well as terpenes and flavonoids things like terpenes and flavonoids are definitely what people want in their food so um, some processes I have to take it out to make sure I get all the THC then put them back in um, it's just yeah so essentially I'll make an oil and then I'll add that into the brownie batter okay. mix like a regular butter you would like a regular butter or anything like that um, and that's how you kind of create it so ultimately that's what you have to do is is take the leaves and, and get an oil out of it. Yeah. And then you take the oil and use the oil mm-hmm. in you could all the other things. You could vape pins, concentrates, uh, oils Dude, that you there's can literally, literally like an unlimited amount of literally. things. Literally. Once you make. get the oil. So yeah. I'll, give you, okay. I'll give you an example. So I'm, just, was, well, I'm it, learning. No, sure, sure, <laughs> you know, sure. And, give, and all of our listeners, you know, I'm sure none of them have ever done marijuana. They've never made THC oil at home before. Uh, I haven't. Um, but I, a few years ago when I was in Colorado – and like I mentioned, I, I was like, you know, I've, I, I'm all for legalization. I just think it's kind of dumb that we haven't embraced this because yeah. it's like a war we're not going to win. So, yeah. but with that, when I was in Colorado, I was there with my buddy and, and, uh, and, you know, I was like, dude, take me to a dispensary. I want to see what this is like. We went in and I actually bought, he was like, you got to try these gummy products. So, you know, like a peach ring. 
like you know those like little peach ring candies yeah i went to the store the other day and i got some penguins over that way and my son was convinced that penguins taste like penguins peaches? but they were actually peaches yeah. so but so that but was that was actually good. what we bought and we had just like a little thing and it had like five of them in there and when i ate it it did not taste like yeah it did not taste, taste like penguins it, you did, can't it taste tasted the... exactly like penguins <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you shouldn't be able to taste any it's not like smoking it so you won't get that that aroma or those different flavors that come out when you're smoking it it'll literally just be like you it, eat it like a regular brownie and next thing taste. you know now now all right, fine. Yeah, I mean, I've yes, I've used cannabis enough to feel that I'm probably a fucking expert. Why not? Um, but there's a it's a different process, like eating it and smoking it. Yeah. For most people, produce two different feelings of euphoria. 100%, and the the problem is with edible, two different feelings or just the delay. It's, it's different feeling. Different feeling. Um, well, they're similar, but they can be a little different. Basically, with smoking marijuana, you only absorb twenty percent of the THC versus um, when you eat it, it is eighty percent. So you're going to get oh. a different high. But when, when you, you smoke it, it, dude, you're high. You still get like high. right then. Like you still Very get quick. high. When you the... eat it, you're waiting 30 to 60 minutes yeah. for it to kick in, and it also which is part longer. of the problem. Yeah, it yeah. lasts longer when you eat it as well. You because... end up in the fetal position because you ate the whole pan of brownies because you didn't well, think it was working. Well, that is a problem. But another issue, too, is I've known a lot of people that – and let, okay, by the way, half of this country uses cannabis or, or uh, on at least once a year. Which is all right. That's so, a lot of people. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're talking so, about 150 million people. Yes, exactly. So with that, some people don't react well to edible products, meaning like they freak the fuck out. Yes. And they don't handle it well. Um, and then so, and so they will try that. And it's not about overconsumption. It's just it's, it, it's a different have, thing. Yeah, I have multiple friends who cannot use cannabis simply because they get. Um, it's called um, anxiety-induced panic attacks yeah. as a result of using cannabis. They really do. They freak and out. You, yeah, yeah, it's like they don't, you know, everyone else gets relaxed and chill. They're just like panicky. So I think it's definitely important to when, if you're trying marijuana for the first time, please take it in small dose. I think dosing is important. Yes. If And be around people that you know if something happens, you're going to be taken care of. Because you don't want to go to a party, have an anxiety attack, and then none of your friends are around, and you're in the bathroom crying in the shower. like. And, dude, that happens. I, I've done that, yeah. For... <laughs> <laughs> so that's a real thing in, in Colorado. And if you want to entertain yourself, but maybe and you end up naked in the shower, but maybe right? understand no, this could be clothed with a shower. Look, oh, I was naked go, in go, somebody else's house in the oh shower. Yeah, that's not. But you've never even tried <laughs> THC. So. Well, that's just how I imagined it. Oh, oh, yeah. You're for it, it you're how I imagined it. You're projecting. I, I ate the whole pan of brownies. I ended up in somebody's bathroom yeah, well, let's, let's talk about that for a yeah. second because all right so this gummy that i ate was 10 milligrams of thc which is would get you pretty buzzed now with that you eat one and like three minutes later you're like no but that's what some people do they get yeah. a little yeah. overly aggressive they're like dude i know how to handle it and it's they been eat, 10 minutes they, i don't feel anything like no they, they eat like a whole handful of them and then an hour later they're pretty fucked up it's like my buddy who yeah. once he drinks one beer drinks 24 are you talking about me <laughs> no oh. but no there but are people we have yeah. but there's a lot of people that struggle with the same like even with beer yeah. like they don't know yeah. when to stop yeah like no you drink three I beers think, and then you stop dude i definitely think with cannabis it's important just like any other drug to know your limits yeah. do yeah. not you know people think that oh, well, I'm respect just do a whole or bunch. respect the power of what it can do yeah. it's like the same well beer not so much because beer will like literally come back out yeah. If you drink enough of it fast enough, you're just going to like yak foam. But some people you've se everyone's seen it, you know, someone, someone thinks they're being cool and they grab, they take like six shots in a row yeah. and then 
see what happens yep. and <laughs> you know like you're crazy. pretty you're you pretty end wet. up in the shower because you because you well you don't respect yeah. the, for different reasons Puke. yeah because you're covered and in, then you had to take yeah. your clothes off and take a shower because of the puke yeah. yeah so with that but these are but these are things i've done that, this and, and i don't have a problem with the fact that Maybe these not. happen because you you compare alcohol and people do dumb shit with alcohol yeah, they all do. the time yeah. man it's like the same thing like there's really no difference or even there. with like prescription medications you yeah. know like there's oh, an issue a whole nother i know it, issue with people you know taking you know xanax and things that prescribe to other people because they're stressed out yeah. or thing and i'm like see you don't even know they that was a spe specific medication subscribed to them not to you so your body's going to react to things differently everybody's body is different everyone's metabolism is different their weight is different i'm sure if you're 250 pounds versus someone who's like 120 cannabis is going to affect you differently so i think it's important for everyone to kind of just take their time with she's it she's talking about me again <laughs> Just take your time I'm with getting it. paranoid over yeah. here, man. I shouldn't have eaten those edibles before the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just kidding. That, no. Well, this is this is exciting. You know, a couple weeks from now, hopefully somebody shows up at the U-Haul full of marijuana, wherever it came from, and but, you can make some brownies for us. Dude, I was I was really uh, – I, I, I really found it interesting, and it's been a while since I did the research, but there's a really a high level of, fit, of efficiency that these states have. All right, so there's like the bud, like the flower, mm -hmm. as they'll call it, and that's what people like to smoke. But there's been, uh, the whole industry and, and utility has been created about all the other parts of the yeah. plant, and that's where the chemists like, yeah. Lisa, or like Jessica come in. And by the Everybody's way, always by the way, you Lisa. by the way, by the way, go to lisagifts.com and check out what they're doing. But um, they, they're extracting the stuff out of like the things that people normally yeah. wouldn't want. Yep. The, yeah. the, the, the throwaway trim. products. And yeah. So essentially, it's like you're essentially getting like 100 percent profit because that was something you're going to throw away anyway. And then here I am creating like some gummies or some edibles. And you're like, this is just like extra cash. Like, dude, I'll, I'll, do you want to hear the story about the first time? I'll tell the first story about when I consumed an edible product, because it's kind of funny. So I, I, well, I lived it. in Colorado for almost five years. Oh, right? wow. So I lived in Durango and I was a bouncer at a bar. And that means you meet everyone on the way in and everyone on the way out. Yep. Small town, I got to know a bunch of people. Well, I lived about 15 minutes out of town and I gave a dude a ride home one night. And this guy may or may not have been known for cultivating cannabis. Uh, so he goes, hey man, thanks for the ride. He goes, do you want to try some pot butter? And I was like, what? Oh, God. And he told me that what they had done was they had taken all the trim, the trimming, all the clippings yeah. off of the plants. And they basically, I mean, they had quite a bit. They described it as being about a trash bag's worth okay. of extra trim. And they got like five or six gallons of organic butter. And they basically stewed it in a pot. And then they would strain it. And they did that through the whole bag of trimmings. And I was like, dude, sure. But I've never even, he's like, dude, you're going to, it's going to get, give you a buzz. This was like probably 20 years ago, by the way, it's well before the legal trade. Yeah. So I went in and he gave me a piece of toast and he just slathered it with butter and put some jam on it. It tasted like shit. I'm not going to lie. It was not <laughs> good. It did not taste good. But he put butter all over this. And I remember thinking about 30 minutes later, I was like, dude, what's the big deal? 30 minutes after that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, dude, I was, it was probably the most intoxicated I've ever been. I would not recommend anyone eating an edible for their first time trying marijuana. I would definitely recommend maybe smoking, sharing, a, even hitting like, I don't know. 
well, something, it, smoking it, it first I, because edibles are really intense. Like it, it well, it was intense, but it was weird because it it kept me up all night. Like I was like energized. Like there I are was, different. There are I different wasn't strains. Like, yeah, that I wasn't like freaked out or anything like that. But I was some are uppers and some are downers. Definitely right? buzzed. I mean, like. You well, can get a like, creative strain whoa. that has you that has you checking off your to do list yeah. and painting and like yeah. dancing, or you can get a strain that's like it's time for bed. I may have done all of those things. I don't really <laughs> remember, but yeah, but I mean, well, I just the, remember the feeling. I was like, holy it, shit, this is like a. But it was a completely different feeling. Well, when it's homemade like that, you don't know how strong it is either. You're not True. like, oh, and this is also, 10 milligrams. This was way you more. Have no than idea, that, right? For sure. And like, it's, it's also a dangerous. personal strain, so you also didn't know what strain you use, which. I had no idea there was no, there was, and that's where, but that's where, hey that's, man, that's he's like, my toast. I know, right? Come <laughs> oh, on, man. That's so sketchy. I, let's put it I this way. I, I was rather aggressive with my buttering of that bread. Yeah. You know, sure. like, and, and there was, he was like, dude, that's a lot. And I was like, I'll be all right. <laughs> Famous last words. Literally, kind of. that's what everyone yeah, says before something great happened. It was happened. interesting. So, but I mean, I didn't, it didn't like, I mean. It wasn't. No, the the thing that it wasn't. Says, I, it wasn't unmanageable. But yeah, yeah, dude, it was definitely. It punched me in the face. Yeah. So usually, what happens before something crazy happens is somebody says, "Hold my beer." Oh yeah. Hold my <laughs> toast. Hold my toast. <laughs> Hold my toast. <laughs> so yeah, but honestly, I didn't. Even, I didn't even run into anything edible after that for quite a while. I mean, I, mean, I didn't even really think about it. Yeah. Now in the modern day, I would rather take. I would rather eat an edible than than smoke. And so there's, you talk about the different reactions. So, and I don't really smoke cannabis much, if ever. Um, but when I do my, if I had smoked right before this, dude, my eyes get so freaking red. Mm. Like there's like, I mean, I, it just, only if you smoke it. Yeah. But if really? I, if I were, yeah, but if I eat it, then I mean, there might be obviously when you're intoxicated, your eyes, they say your eyes are the window to your soul. <laughs> so you can kind of see it, but nowhere on the same level. And then if I were to smoke it, I become super introverted. Like I do not want to be social, like just leave me alone. I'm going to do whatever I'm doing. And then the edible products, almost the exact opposite of that. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't have that, that same effect on me. So it's wow. weird. It's just yeah, like, a, it's so a completely different yeah. thing. And, um, I mean, I used to smoke cannabis regularly and I quit cause like, honestly, it was like, it, I, it makes me tired the next day. It's like really not like it, as I've gotten older, not really the people like oh it doesn't affect me i'm like yeah it kind of does yeah. as you get older it's weird you feel a little more of that effect than definitely. you might when you're, and definitely when, you're when you go from smoking yeah. every day to not smoking at all you definitely feel a difference for sure uh as in like it was in a good way yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i mean yeah. yeah yeah so all right um so as we round out this episode and thanks for coming in we've I th i've enjoyed the whole cbd hemp yeah, cannabis stuff. Like part of this, part of startup hustle is about discovery of the different side of entrepreneurship. And I, I and we'll definitely, we're definitely going to, for those of you listening, we're going to definitely continue to follow the story. I can't, I'm ready for some of these dispensaries to open so we can get some of those folks in here to talk about what you just want people I'm to bring in samples. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't ask anybody to do that because that's illegal in that's, Kansas. Yes. And for those of you watching <laughs> on the YouTube on channel. the startup YouTube startup hustle YouTube channel, you may have seen me winking. But no, I mean I, I wouldn't expect anybody to do anything crazy or illegal. I mean our last guest did bring could, a CBD. 
Yeah, but that's not so, illegal. But it's not illegal. That's, that's not illegal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see the how Kansas City will be shaped by. Well, the well, hang, well hang on, because oh. I'm going to give you the mic because you're already. You're, she was going right into the founders <laughs> freestyle without. Yeah. she knew. Well, we like to wrap up our episodes, and I'm going to give you the mic for a second to do what we call the founders freestyle. You can really say about whatever you want, but. Um, it's really, uh, you know, whether it's something we didn't address during this episode or anything you want to say. And then anyway, the mic is yours. Um, well, I just want to say, um, that I am super excited to see how medical marijuana is going to shape Kansas city. Um, I believe it's going to bring so much economic opportunity. I believe it's going to bring also just a lot of new people and a lot of new fresh faces to the, to the business market, Kansas city. Um, just so everyone know, I just want you to read, do your own research about cannabis and marijuana and its benefits. It's more than just getting high for a lot of people. Um, for a lot of people, they use literally use it as medicine to treat PTSD, anxiety, insomnia, depression, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's. It's used for so many different diseases. So do your research. Also research terpenes. A lot of people who smoke marijuana or use it frequently don't understand what terpenes are and things like that. Um, so just do your research, read up. And you can also find even more information on terpenes um, about cannabis extracting at Lisa's Gifts Facebook page. So visit us. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of this, the green rush is very fascinating as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur and like you, like you, you are able to look and say, you know what? I think I can do this. I see that the state has passed the law. I live here. I live in Missouri. This is an opportunity for me Definitely. and I can jump on that kind of bandwagon and, and hopefully have some success. So good luck to you and you. let us know in a couple of weeks when we can pop the champagne and try the brownies or, or, <laughs> or whatever it is we're doing. Are you yeah. really going to do that? Are you Maybe? really? Can, I've honestly never had Can you, can you try before. my products then? Uh, can, sure. <laughs> why not? Be your first time. I'll make sure it's yeah. delicious. I'm a virgin. Feels like the first time. Dude, I, I'll throw your ass in the shower and leave you in there. Like, I'll be Please like, dude. Record. This I'm is what's going to happen. I'm a, uh, all right. For my freestyle, I'm going to say, I ain't going to babysit you, dude. You're on your own. You're, you're gonna, my wingman. You're going uh, to. To a limit. No? To a limit. <laughs> as long as I'm Maverick and you're Goose. And remember, Goose dies. Oh, my God. Are we still, so, still going to share bunk beds together in Taboo? I hope not. No. <laughs> I think that would be adorable. But <laughs> by the way, Jill watched Step Brothers with me last night. She, I love she, Step I, Brothers yeah. so much. People always, they always I get that comparison. We're, with we're going to the the Philippines next week, and honestly, how the schedule of this comes out, that won't be relevant. But the uh, I tried to convince them to share. Bunk oh my god, you should do bug beds just like off it, just like off the the movie. And then when someone and then gets smashed, let it collapse on <laughs> yeah. that. Be like, Dude, he's on the bottom. Yeah. This looks exactly like we bought it at the store. Look at all this space for activities. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, imagine. Yes. yes. And she's clearly well versed on the movie because <laughs> that is exactly what they said. I literally about. love that movie so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, in the now, but in the end, man, I I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out by saying, hey, look, not everything that's green is gold. Um, I've seen, there's a lot of history, like do your research before you decide to jump into this industry. Like there's a lot, like much like Jessica said, there's a lot that you probably aren't considering. You, you have a $6,000 application to send off and there's like a whole lot of expense and other stuff. And just because you like weed doesn't mean you're going to be good at the cannabis business. There's a lot to be considered. There's a, a, a ever-changing landscape that goes with it. And anytime something's new anywhere, it's always going to start out hot and then it's going to water down. Like there's going to be more people growing. There's going to be more people. And then eventually they are going to lift this federal veil. 
I still am of the opinion that that's how Trump is going to try to save himself right before yep. the next mm, election I is being like, hey, man, here you go. And trying to appeal to a different kind of voter or at least just solidify his name in a, in a history book. And that's going to change everything, too, because now you're going to be competing with or and maybe in a lot of great cases for you being acquired by the big companies that have been forced to sit on the sideline because they're publicly traded and they're not allowed to get involved in these kind of industries. So some of them are sitting there. Keep in mind, you have an 800 pound gorilla sitting there with its mouth watering, looking at you. And these are either going to be competitors. They could be acquisition mm -hmm. uh, partners or, but that's tough. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like a lot of unknowns. There. You have Talked to be to, yeah. worthy of acquisition. So well, and, that, and that, this property, is exactly yeah. true. And, and yeah. the thing is, is, is much like, I mean, these are, these are much more sophisticated. It's like, it's and, like my example, well-funded businesses. of yes. the CBD thing. At what point in time do you go to yeah. Amazon and you order CBD yeah. soon? I mean, and I'm literally sure. everybody else who makes CBD yeah. is gone yeah. because and, Amazon sells it now. And then, you know, like I, I'm, I'm excited to know, to have seen that you have a lab and chemistry background. And that's, that's another thing too, is like, if you're out there and you're testing or sampling these products, keep in mind, there's really not a reliable set of guidelines yeah. that I mean that's where you know you want to be careful what you're putting in your yes. body how you I make your butter all the time how you, yeah. be careful what you're putting on your toast <laughs> even yeah. with vape pens yeah. I know there's yeah. been issue with vape pens oh, please yeah. do not buy them from your friends please literally if you're not going to a dispensary and getting it yourself please do not purchase vape pens it is so if dangerous if you're my friend and you have vape pens please contact me <laughs> kidding you'd never know because like like he said there's not a lot of regulation and so there's not a requirement to put the ingredients yeah. on a vape pen you buy from your friend so it could literally be vitamin e oil in there and you're smoking vitamin e oil or it could actually yeah. be thc or it could be cbd it's so, all oil <laughs> literally well, it has been times where people literally yeah, put random yeah. kitchen oils in vape pens and then smoked it like so do not i'll take the avocado oil Ooh. What? But, so you're smoking <laughs> keto friendly? Yeah, tears. avocado oil. <laughs> all right. On that note, man, I'm going to get out of here. I'll right. see you all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.